Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. Today is June 26th, O'Neill Cruz is here and he's a freak. We got to see all the tools in action very quick and also Bly Guy making waves too. But rehab assignments are in full force. Let's get into some of the decisions upcoming. Plus we have some news to break during the episode as well. Hmm. Let's go box. My name is Josh, and I am joined, as always, by my brother, Jake. What's up? How are we doing, man? Doing, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, still kind of getting used to my new roadcaster. We've got, we've had some hiccups. Really getting started late here. I think there's some bugs to work out. Yeah, a little bit. Maybe That's audio right. equipment isn't the thing you want to pre-order. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. It happens. Dude, what a week. Yeah. I mean, taking three or four, we said last week we should be able to do that from the mm-hmm. Cubs. Yep. But we knew that heading into Tampa was going to be rough. Um, And it, it was rough. But we're in yeah. all those games. Yeah, we were. they were winnable games. It's just growing pains of a young team. That's it. That's it. All right. Uh, let me, let me get through some, uh, some Bucks Clippers, some transactions. Mm-hmm. Cause once again, no difference. There was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Monday oh. was obviously the big day. O'Neal Cruz gets called up. Bly Madras. We knew this going into it, but it, he was selected. The contract activated. Leova Pagaro optioned Altoona and Zach Thompson placed on the 15 day IL which turned out to be pretty important for this week. And then on Tuesday, acquired left-handed pitcher Eric Stout from the Cubs for cash, bucket of sunflower seeds. You know how they say. Yeah. He was optioned to Indy. And part of our discussion tonight, they sent Kevin Newman, Yoshi Tsutsugo, and Josh Van Meter to Indy for rehab assignments. We'll get into that later. Wednesday, selected the contract of Jared Eikhoff, Designated Heath Hembry for assignment. <laughs> I think a lot of people were asking yeah. for that. Right. Also transferred Marisnik to the 60-day injured list to make room for Ikoff on the 40-man. Thursday sent Ben Gamel to Indy on a rehab assignment. Keep counting them. Uh, <laughs> and Friday selected the contract of Austin Bryce and activated him and designated Jared Ikoff for assignment. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. What was Jared? I, I mean, what did Jared Eikhoff do for us in in two days on the roster? Uh, what was it? Ten runs and four and a third inning. Yep. I was rough. But he struck out four. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, there's something yeah, too. I, I don't have it in front of me, but there's something too about the fact that his last outing for the Mets also was ten runs. And I think that's some kind of record. Keep grinding. Yeah, I mean, I'll give it to him that he was able to even get through four and a third. Yeah. After uh, giving up eight in the first inning or something like that. Uh, I actually been. have this up right here. Seven in the second inning, two more second in the fourth. Inning, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then one in the fifth and before he was yoinked. Uh, then Saturday recalled it. it you know, the, the Bucks transaction page. We know how much we love it. It says recalled Max Kranich from Indy and then transferred from seven-day IL to 60-day IL. So basically, he was just, he went to the 60-day. So that yeah. opened up another spot on the 40-man for that situation. Or maybe he was already off the 40-man because of the seven-day IL. Like maybe it was a COVID-related thing. Either way, I don't really know. And then, and then today, Jared Eikhoff actually was sent outright to Indy. Surprise, surprise, nobody claimed him. Um, Heath Hembry was actually just released, so he's not going to Indianapolis. He's gone. And number five, sent Tukapita Marcano to Bradenton for a rehab assignment. So there you go. There's our Bucks Clippers and our 600 transactions for the week. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, let's get into it, man. O'Neill Cruz is is not just not just the talk of Pittsburgh right now. 
Uh, he's getting national attention right now. Talk of the league. I mean, I listened to probably five different podcasts that were talking about O'Neill Cruz this week. Just yeah, yeah I mean, no, freaking out. Yeah, Dude, I, I went to work. I work with a couple guys that are like Guardians fans, and they're still like, "Dude, that guy you guys brought up is a freak." Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. it is, man. He's it's here's the thing. I mean, we all have heard it. We've heard the narrative. It's been there all week. We know exactly what he accomplished. We know exactly what he did by the third inning on Monday's game. He had the hardest hit by a pirate. He had the hardest throw by any infielder in baseball this year. And I'm pretty sure it was the hardest throw. It was the third hardest throw ever in Statcast, which is what? 2015, I think is Something Statcast. Like that, yeah. And, and the only other person is Tatis Jr. Who's thrown both harder? Both, yeah. both of the other throws. Yeah. So we're talking. He's in elite company right there. Mm-hmm. And then to top it all off, he has the three fastest sprint speeds by a pirate this year. But not just like sure, three of them, which is wild. Yeah. But like the sprint speeds are elite. Like he's up there with like Trey Turner. That ain't yeah. right. That can't be right. <laughs> Well, they were doing a comparison with him and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. The Colossus of... Wait, wait. (laughs) Yeah. The Colossus of Cloud. The Colossus of Cloud. The Sultan of Swat. The Sultan of Swat. (laughs) Such a good movie. If you guys don't know Sandlot, man. Anyway, yeah. That that is... That's the part that surprised me. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he I mean, hits I knew the ball he was so fast. I, I knew he was fast, but I didn't know he was that fast. I didn't know that this was a thing, that he was going to be hitting 30 feet per second on sprints. Right. Like, I just didn't know it was going to be that fast. I mean, he has to take three less steps per foot. <laughs> I knew that was coming. And you're not wrong. And you're not no, wrong. No, but, but still. No, that's elite. That's insane. RBIs in his first six games of his career, the two and then four the two last year, and then his first four this year, this year, this mm-hmm. week. One away from ML. I mean, I thought it was also funny that when you started going through these types of things, much like, and I'm not comparing O'Neill Cruz to Shohei Otani, other than the fact that he's just a freak. It's just weird. It's just another thing you haven't seen in a long time. So all these weird name guys from the 1920s and, and before are coming up. Cookie somebody did this last, and you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Just these weird, weird names that he's accomplishing these things always brings up those old ones, which is a lot like what they do with Shohei. And you're like, oh, yeah, they're going to do yeah. that. So, but even, even just things like uh, Thursday, it that wild seven, I, you know, I, the seventh inning in that game was pretty crazy for me because Sawinski has the, the ball, Nico Horner hits the ball that Sawinski. I guess you could still call it he robbed a home run. That ball looked like it was gone. Oh, it was way gone. Like, he was up over the fence by like a foot and a half, two feet. So he crashes into the wall, and then the ball pops back out. He saves the home run, which saves Mm -hmm. a run. It's 6-2. to And he still gets to second. There's one out. And essentially a base hit up the middle, scoring a run. And O'Neill Cruz lays out. Pops up like he's five ten, and throws a dart across the infield. The, the runner gets the third, but I'm like, now there's two outs, and they got the next guy. And I'm like, that's huge. You keep a four yeah. run lead in the seventh inning. Granted, they gave up five runs in the next inning and blew it, and then we had to come back <laughs> and and walk it off. But the point is, is in that moment he saves us a run defensively, mm-hmm. and you know defense was one of the things that we were talking about. Like maybe. This is going to be interesting. And it hasn't been. I mean, there's been a few plays that Michael Chavis has saved him. Yep, for sure. <laughs> but it hasn't been like skying it could into you the imagine, net. Though, could, you, could you imagine being the first baseman in this situation? The ground ball hit the O'Neill Cruz. I'm five foot ten at, at best and Michael Chavis. And I know this dude's going to rifle the ball at 97 miles an hour and not 100% sure if it's going to be real close to the bag or not. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, so far it's been it's been all right, but you know what I mean? I mean, he's got a history. 
Yeah. Chavis has got to be over there like, oh, gosh, where am I going to have to go for this one? Yeah. But hey, I mean, they've been on the pretty much on the bag. Sometimes so I wonder if <laughs> here we go. Debbie Downer, Mr. Negative when it comes to Yoshi. But I wonder mm-hmm. if he's catching some of these. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> there was already a couple. There's no way he makes a play on them. But even that 197, I know it was right to him, but I just wonder if he catches it. Like, that's how I feel about his defense. I'm sure he will, but. Well, if he's back on the Pirates, we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Tough ones he might not get. Still waiting for that first home run, though. Isn't that interesting? All the home runs runs hit this week, and you would think O'Neill Cruz would have had one of them. Right. He's waiting on that, but I mean. I, that might have been Thursday, might have been Wednesday, when he reached down a low and away and hit that ball. And I was like, how did he do that? And then he hit it and he pulled it into the gap. Well, it was, yeah, kind of, mostly dead center. But it was like, I was, when he hit it, I was like, there's a base hit. And then I was like, oh, that might carry to the outfielder. No, it hit the wall. <laughs> oh, that one. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. how did that even happen? Yeah. Dude, just keeps carrying off his. Back. I watch, I watch a lot of baseball, and some of this stuff is throwing me off. <laughs> Much like, like you know, kind of like 2019 when a guy would hit a ball and you'd be like, "There's no way that went out." Yeah, that's just the way. It's like they only bring in the 2019 balls when he's up. <laughs> uh, that's not true, but he hits he hits balls every once in a while like that one that went off the wall in center field. I just have no idea how he got that much on it when he's just reaching for a ball. Yeah. And that just makes you think that just makes you wonder what's it going to be like when he gets into one that he should get into. How far is this thing going to go? Right. Like in spring when he hit that one on top of the building. Yeah. I mean, he's going to hit multiple balls into the river on a fly. (laughs) Hey, how far does it have to go? If if it's like, what was it? If it's right down the line, it's like 437. You think think? Sawinski's goes in? 443? Yeah, but it wasn't right down the line. No, but it... And it shoots out pretty quick. Yeah, that one, I I think it lands in the river on the fly. Wow, I forget what the distance has to be. smashed. Yeah, he hit that ball hard. We'll get into him. Um... I'm just kind of looking over my O'Neill Cruz notes. Any, anything stick out? Anything else stick out to you? I don't want to, like, I don't want to not talk enough about it. I'm I'm dead serious. Right. Like it's that ridiculous. It's it's insane. I just I just I knew like I know he's a good player. I knew he was going to be exciting. There have just been things that have still surprised me. There was the one the tag at second base, like. Cause I was, I was a little nervous about covering the base on a steal, being that tall, mm. and being able to get down and put a tag down. I mean, he, he's just right in there. He, well, you know that's actually interesting because you think about this. You think about the tag to today with Diego Castillo when he whiffed on the tag, and you're thinking, yeah, dude, with the, the, the length of his arms, does he get to that quick? Does he get that tag down quicker because of it, the length of his arms? Well, or yeah, is I mean, it harder a, because he's standing higher? Right. No, I mean, he gets down in there, though, with what seems like no problem. So, I mean, I... Well, let's let's go... Here's, here's the problem with that tag, though, and I, I, I want to talk about that tag for one second here. Actually, let's there, do that, and let, let's just say, like, let's shift from, from O'Neill Cruz, and we just want to bring up, like, some individuals, and we were going to start with Bly Madris, but let's start with Diego Castillo, because I'd like to know where you're at with that with that tag, and then we'll go into some other things here with Castillo when you're done. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a bad tag. It was a bad effort, in my opinion. <laughs> because, there. Well, he's... It's, it's, it's middle infield 101. You don't reach for the body to tag him. And I was watching the, the telecast, and uh, Wayner and I think Greg Brown... And Greg Brown says, what do you do in that situation as an infielder? Like, is there anything? He says, well, you tag the person. You, you you tag the runner. He's like, well, he was trying to tag the runner. Like, and John Wayner's like, I don't really know what else you do. And I'm sitting there yelling at the TV. I said, tag to the base. Like, you have to get to the base 
don't go reaching for him. Put the tag around the base and, and then tag what comes to the base. And yeah. He started to go for the arm because the arm was coming in. Mm-hmm. When as soon as he moved that arm out, he should have kept going to the base with the glove instead of reaching out towards the runner. If he does that, he catches that other arm, his right arm, and he tags him out. It's no big deal because he was out by four feet. Yeah. Like it wasn't even close. Right. You can't let him get to the bag on that. And Derek I Shelton still even think... said it after the game. He said it's an organ going to be an organizational thing. We got to get our guys tagged to the base. He yeah. said the body, the player is not stationary. The player is moving. The base is stationary. Yeah. So no matter where the player goes, he's got to get to the base, and the base ain't moving. So the thing is, though, I think uh, I, I agree with that. Obviously, like I think this is pretty factual. Um, but I think that there's still some credit to be, to be given on the, on the slide in general. I mean, you're throwing, you're throwing guys off. Yeah. So I I get that. And I still think there's a chance. I still think there's a chance he could get the right hand in before the glove gets to the right hand. But, But the problem was he didn't go to the right hand. He went to the body. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, I get that. I think that he, I don't know that we know he would have been out because it was a great slide. Mm-hmm. And and his hand was still a foot and a half from second base, his left hand, when he tucked it. And then his right hand was on the back of the base. So Castillo still had some distance to go sure. with the glove. But, yeah, I mean, the strategy was, was wrong. I think, I, I just don't know that he isn't safe anyway. But... You never know. No, you never know because he because he didn't go to the he didn't go to the right hand. He didn't right. go to the base. You know what I mean. So I get that. Uh, but Diego Castillo with a little bit of pop, three yeah, home and, runs this week and five since June thirteenth. Yeah, and and we knew he had that in him. Um, hopefully, like he's making the adjustment that the league has made to him. You, you know how that back and forth cat and mouse game goes. So hopefully, hopefully he's seeing something different. Yeah. The one thing that I wanted to point out a little bit is each month going from, cause he was there day one from mm-hmm. April to May to June. He already has more at bats in June than he had in any of the other months. So with every month he's gone up, I think it's like 59 at bats and then 60 something. And now he's like, either approaching or over 70 at bats. And with every month, he had one home run in April, one home run in May, five home runs in June. They've all been since June 13th. But during that during that process, he had 260 in May. He had 215. I, I don't have it pulled up right now. I forget what it was in, in May. I'm sorry, April. And then May went down. And then now so far in June, it's like 190 or no, it would have to be less than that because his average is now below the Mendoza line because each month his average goes down. And so we've seen like a, a power surge here recently, but it, the average is dipping so far. Yeah. And so I don't like, I feel like there was a little bit of uh, maybe like an oh crap moment because he's starting to think they bring Cruz up. I might be out of here. Right. And, I, you know, we'll talk about that later, but we need to maybe we'll keep this in mind and talk about this a little bit later when we talk about our rehab assignment guys, because he may still be on that list with the average going down and down and down. Yeah. So another player, and we'll go right into this guy, uh, because I think that we, we need to bring it up uh, sooner than later. The other, uh, the other call up Monday was Bly Madris. And O'Neill Cruz gets all the fanfare. Yeah, for and sure. Fittingly so. What he's doing is different. I'll I'll say it that way. It's very different. Mm-hmm. But Bly Madris is just hitting the ball. Three hits Monday. Hits his first bomb Tuesday. Bases clearing double in the ninth on Wednesday. I understand it's garbage time, but I don't care. It was a real pitcher yeah. out there. Uh, 0 for 4 Thursday. Got Friday off. Comes right back with the double or with uh, three more hits on Saturday. And hit another double today, hitting 360 in his first week in the show. Yeah. Two three hit games. His 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 approach is very solid. 
And we saw that same thing from Sawinski when he came up. We saw that same thing from Cal Mitchell when he first came up. We're seeing a lot of these guys with good approaches. The only difference between Bly and, and, and the other two that you mentioned is, is he's getting results right away. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, Mitchell and, and Sawinski didn't get the instant results, but you you were watching them and they're, they're not overmatched. Like they, they're having good at bats. They're they're putting good wood on the ball and it's not falling like his are falling. Yeah. And speaking of Sawinski, well, Bly, yeah, dude, that's a great showing. He's made a couple yeah. plays defensively too. I think didn't he steal base? I don't know, maybe. I think he's got a, I think he has a stolen base in there too. I'll trust you on that one. But yeah, then moving on to Sawinski. This dude is he's punching back. Yeah, he is. And he's gotten the most of the opportunities. You know what I mean? Like he got called yeah. up late May, maybe a few games, three to five games. So it was just like getting his feet wet kind of thing. April. I said May again, didn't I? Yeah. Meant April. Yeah. But played 26 games in May. So far, 23 in June. May, he hit 195 with five homers. And we saw some of that. Like he's not getting those results, like you said. June so far, he's hitting 243 with seven home runs. So the power is still there. I mean, consider a three-homer game boosts that up. Sure, but sure. that home run he hit today was a bomb. Yeah. But in June, his on-base percentage is 341. And I'm pretty sure May was like 289. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. 341 is like, he's fine. He's, he's, he's an everyday swearing. player. Absolutely. He's hitting the ball so hard. Even some of the balls that he pulls down a line that are foul. I mean, he's just so hard off the bat. 31 strikeouts in the 23 games. But if you're hitting for power and you're getting on base, you're an everyday player. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm not that. putting the guy in the all-star game. I'm not saying he's winning a silver slugger, but he's a he's a valuable player. Like he's fine. Like he's a he's an everyday player in the major leagues. You still I mean, need your stars. He's gonna be he's gonna be in the talks for rookie of the year. He has to be if he keeps this up. Yeah, and we've talked about that before. The the NL rookie of the year race is Mackenzie Gore's unless he falls apart. Like there's sure. not a whole lot. You're gonna have to anybody could search. I mean, O'Neill Cruz still has a shot because nobody's running away with this thing. Yeah. It's a lot harder for a pitcher to get it. Mm-hmm. Especially I mean, if they start talking about innings limits because he's young and things like that. It's really hard for a pitcher to get it. Yeah. Unless I mean, you're Shohei and you come earlier. in 23 years, you know what I mean? Right. We talked about this earlier. You know, there's a there's a couple of guys who are actually talked about preseason. This could be a rookie of the year. And I mean, they're getting sent back to the minors. Uh, Joey Bart for the Giants. His name was brought up in discussions and like pre preseason stuff. And he had big shoes to fill, though. That's that's tough. Yeah, and it looked like, I don't know. I always wondered because he hasn't had good showing so far. So I, I questioned him. But I was actually trying to look while you are saying that to see if I still had. Um, I do. I still have our, our, our notes from when we did our predictions. And I wonder yeah. if, did we do that this year? Or did we, did we kind of run out of time? We've got rookie of the year here. But I don't know that we did it. It looks like I've got Kiebert Ruiz on mine. But I don't have yours written down. So I'm not really sure if we even went that far. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. Sawinski's in there. That's why Rookie of the Year is so unpredictable. Yeah. You just never know. All right, we've got... I've just got a, I just got a couple a couple things here. Brian Reynolds has come through with runners in scoring positions a couple times this weekend. Mm -hmm. Just another sign that he's getting right. You know what I mean? Yep. That's good. And, hey, Rowanzi today, four walks in the one inning, walks in a run. Yeah. And that's all, like, he's he didn't have his stuff today. And his line ended up five innings, four hits, one run. Five walks. Now, four of them in one inning, that's the run. 
Right. His stuff is that good that he can go out there in a game where he wasn't great and kept the team in it and went five mm-hmm. with only one run. I thought that was really good because, I mean, obviously we know when Jared Eikhoff doesn't have his good stuff, he gives up 10 runs. <laughs> Just showing you the difference. Yeah. In a guy who has a legit arm and legit stuff where it didn't look great today. And a lot of times it didn't look great and still got away with it. Still made pitching ninja videos <laughs> with a slider. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Do you have anything? Do you have anything else? Just like a little individual. We've got like a couple minutes here before our typical break. But was there anybody that kind of stuck out to you this week? Um, not really. Not really. I think we've, we've, I mean, obviously the ones we've talked about trying to think we we talked like Cal. I think, I think, I think Cal Mitchell's starting to, I think he's starting to press and, and I think he's starting to get a little bit lost. Um, I think we're, we're, we've been taking a a few at bats away from him, which with with Madras playing the way he is and Swinsky playing the way he is. It's understandable. Hey, you know what? That's another good point there. We, we had a lot of complaints about lineups early in the year. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen Vogel back at leadoff, which was our biggest one. Right. And Yoshi's out of the lineup because he's hurt, so that's another good one. <laughs> <laughs> but Shelton is a lot more often riding hot hands. Mm-hmm. He really is. Yeah. And I, And I'll say this. If ever we get a catcher anytime soon, <laughs> I'm okay with Heineman being my backup. I'm starting to like the guy a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I said that the other day. I was like, you know, I, I know he's still a light hitting catcher, but I kind of like the guy. They, I mean, I, I certainly that's not who I want to go to battle with as my starting catcher every day. Sure. But, right. you know, he shows some things. I mean, it's, it's, it would be better than anyone else we've seen there this year. Yeah. As a backup. So, all right, let's take a break. And, uh, man, we've got, yeah, we've got a lot. But we'll, blah, 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 blah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge, the number two Bucktober. Audio podcast available on your favorite podcast platform. Video podcast available on YouTube. Follow us on the socials and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, take a couple minutes for a review. We'll be right back. Swearingen Bat Company is Ohio's premier wood bat company, specializing in custom wood bats to meet any need from T-ball to senior league. Check out their website at swearingenbaseball.com. Link is in the show notes. Twitter and Instagram at Swearingen Bats. You can also find them on Facebook. Swearingen Bat Company, that's swearingenbaseball.com. Let them know you heard it here. We are back. Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Thank you guys for listening all the time. Thank you for commenting and being active and all that good stuff and talking to us. And, um. We are pretty excited about something. Had a couple questions saying, you know, what do you, can we support you at all? And we've just been having some fun with some stuff. So yeah, um, we're, we're opening up a little store. Do you say storefront? Like, is that what it is? I mean, I guess it's what it is. It's like a web store. We got some merch. We're going to sell a little bit of merch, have a little fun with it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So we're going to have some shirts that you guys can get. And it's pretty fun. We've been working on it for, I don't know, a little over a month now. Yeah. Just kind of keeping it, you know, slow and figuring out all that we needed to figure out about it. But anyway, hey, this is one. Wait, how do I do this? Right here? Scale box. Scale box. And you got a shirt on, right? We we had to we had to get these. Like I wanted to make these so we knew what the heck was going on and made sure that these shirts were good. But also, if you're on the so obviously for for those of you who are listening to the audio, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to tune in <laughs> to the YouTube for just a minute. Basically, I have just a black shirt and it says S apostrophe go like sco sco bucks it says bucks. 
He's got one that says Yin's guys on it. Um, but so what I have on the screen on the YouTube here, and if you're listening to the audio, basically I'll try to explain everything. If you've ever been to our link tree link that we put up on all of our things, there's now a, a selection on there that just says Bridge to Bucktober merch. And you can go onto that and it'll take you right into um, the store. And basically there's a list of designs. You just click show all designs. They're all there. We've got, you know, logo stuff. We've got a couple Yin's guys. We've got a scope box one. We've got a little zip zap kazoo. The bucko's turn too. Because <laughs> he's just saying it all the time now. But, and of course, an ode to O'Neill Cruz with the he is here. Um, but you just basically click on one of those designs and it'll show you a bunch of different shirts and different colors that you can get that shirt in and stuff like that. But you guys feel like, we, and we can add to this like literally anytime we want. It's really easy to do that. So basically let me know what you want because we can make it pretty much. We can do it. Yeah, I mean, I was at, that was at Josh's, you know, yeah. Last night and we were working on one. We started a design that we're pretty excited about. So yeah. I'll let you know when that one drops too. So anyway, it's pretty exciting, pretty fun. We're gonna have dude, we're gonna have fun with it. That's the thing. Oh yeah. We're gonna have fun with it. I do have I did have one that got denied. It got rejected because of trademark stuff. But if you tune into the YouTube, and we're not gonna talk about it because you know, but if you turn into the YouTube, I'll show it off a little bit here. And we're not allowed to sell that one. <laughs> I was able to order a, a test of it to see before they re rejected it. So that worked we out. Both, we both got one of those. Yeah. And then here's just a logo sweatshirt. Mm -hmm. So just, uh, you know. The inside of that is so soft. It's the premium sweatshirt. And yep. uh, Josh's wife got that. And, and I was feeling the inside of it. And, dude, it, it just feels like it's going to be so comfortable. And, you know, stickers, I guess, and some other things. The hoodies are cool. But if you guys want to, if you guys want to, you know, we get a little bit from it. So it, it, will help, it will help support some things here. And hopefully we can do some cool things that everybody would like to, like to have. Mm -hmm. All right. So Key Brian Hayes played today. I started to get a little bit nervous. Yep. But I just wanted to do, and I know this won't take long, but I just wanted to do a little bit here. I don't know. Where are you at with this whole, like, with the play, with everything? Like, I just want to know maybe where your thoughts are on the, like, just the big picture of things. I want to know where you would narrow down because it was an injury scare and he didn't play for a couple of days. Right. Is there, is there a key Brian angle you go to this is there a dude you can't slide head first into home is it always just like i'm worried about it do you think maybe it was dirty you know what i mean yeah, no, what what I was mean, your thought like what did you think when you when when all of this went down so i didn't get to watch the game that night and i i briefly saw like at first i didn't even know who scored like that's how little i saw it so um, when I found out it was Key Brian, because I kind of saw the slide a little bit and saw that he was, you know, people were, were around him, but I didn't see who it was. And when I found out it was it was Key Brian, I was like, oh, he's going to the IL. <laughs> I just feel like I feel like he's a little fragile and and bad things uh... just have been happening. And and I feel bad for the guy. Like it's not his fault. Like, I mean, you get you get hit in the hand, you're you're you got a good shot of breaking something, a bone in that hand. Like it's not his fault. Yeah. I just feel like just it, it's bad things have been happening. So you but thought a bad thing happened. I thought bad thing happened. Um, I, I didn't watch the play over and over again, so I can't say anything about it, whether it was dirty or not. Um, I, Listen. I, I do try to tend to tell the players that I coach, uh, you probably should steer clear of sliding head first into home. I mean, it was always a thing. You don't do it. Now, I think there are scenarios where you can, but it has to be a scenario where you're going wide and reaching yeah. for home. Mm -hmm. That's like the only... He went directly into home head first. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that it's like foolish if it was a balance thing or if that was the way that he could get in there the quickest 
to win the game, then kudos, man. Like that's the kind of guy that you want on your team who's willing to do it. At the mm-hmm. same time, you're like, but mm, but you can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'd yeah. rather you play. If this was a, a pennant race or you know a wild card game or something like that, anything in the playoffs, obviously, dude, I'm down. Get that run and win that game. But we are a team who's going to flirt with the 70 win marker in June, not in June, 70 win marker and it's June. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that's, I don't know. But how do you turn that on and off? So maybe that's just hindsight's 2020. Because you can't, you, you go out there to play to win the game. You don't think about, oh, well, wait a minute. We might lose 100 games. I'm not going to slide in head first. Like that doesn't go through right. your head. Right. So this is a hindsight thing. You'd rather not see it happen. But Wilson Contreras throughout his career has been somewhat dirty. Mm-hmm. He has a little bit of a reputation. Absolutely. I believe there was a time last season where something was happening. I don't remember what it was. And I don't know if it was you and I or if it was somebody else, but kind of having a conversation about how we thought he looked like he was maturing a little bit. There was a couple things he did that were maybe like a little more respectful than what you would normally see from a guy like him. He still has his flair when he hits his home runs and whatnot, and that's that's fine. A lot of people do. But I'm just not sure that it's the same player. Also, he looked concerned after the play. And so I just don't think, like, he's going to the ball. He wasn't, like, trying to take him out. He's probably not thinking he's going to slide in head first anyway. Right. I just don't think it was dirty. And there was a lot of talk about it being dirty because it's Contreras. And I'm kind of like, I'm not going to argue with that person because he's given them the reason to say that. But ultimately, I do not think it was dirty play. Then another video came out of him kind of swiping the leg of, not swiping, but sliding into the leg of O'Neill Cruz at second and saying, same guy who did this. And I'm like, let's not get too far. Like, he has to break up a double play. Yeah. I don't know, man. He didn't slide way beyond second base. And O'Neill Cruz didn't even try to turn the double play anyway. He caught the ball and he stood there. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. I also don't want him sliding into O'Neill Cruz's leg. <laughs> but <laughs> at some point, we have to say, you have to be able to make contact. Not in the catcher yeah. position. Key Brian Hayes made contact with Contreras on that play. Really. Because Contreras is just trying to field the ball. Yeah. But at second, it's like, I don't know, man. I, I'm still a fan of taking out the, the shortstop and second baseman and breaking up the double play. Feel like it's part of the game. Yep. I think there's ways that you can do it super terrible. Like if your leg's up in the air, his leg went like literally right over second base. Like he slid into second and then it like went right over second. He didn't have it up in the air. He didn't sweep it off to either side. He went mm-hmm. directly into second base, which is within the rules even now when we've taken away that play. But you still kind of wonder because. It's him. <laughs> yeah, track record. Still kind of wonder. But luckily, I did not look like he was favoring anything. It didn't seem to be an issue. It seems like he's no. fine. Yeah, he was just sore. He was just sore. All right, meat and potatoes here. We just named five players earlier who are on rehab assignments. You got Ben Gamble, Van Meter, Yoshi, and Newman all in Indy. And today they just sent Marcano to Bradenton. Marcano was just a COVID IL guy. Yeah. So you wonder, like, this might have taken him down. So you're talking about yeah. conditioning a little bit for him, if that's even what happened, and I'm not going to – I don't know if it was released, and I don't think it's allowed to be released, uh, whether he had it or was in contact or I, – I don't I don't think that's – I think it's like a legality thing. I don't think that we talk about that, yeah, right? Huh? Like a HIPAA regulation? Yeah. So anyway, he's going clear to Bradenton, so his might be – like, it could be like, yeah, he just needs a couple days and he's back up. Yeah. Or it might be, now he might need like a week or two because of fatigue. Yeah. Get evaluated down there. Yeah, it's a little bit easier to to kind of go, like, blend in. If he is weak, then you don't want to 
show up at AAA and you know what I mean? Right. Not only that, but you're also trying to rehab Van Meter and Newman and Gamble. <laughs> and those are yeah. positions that he plays, left field, middle infield. Yep. So you're kind of saying like, well, we got he's got to play. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder though because we've got five guys who are eventually going to make their way back to this team, or are they? Right. So let's break it down. Who's here? Who's on their way out? Who can go? I've got, who? I mean, first choice, I think, for everybody is going to be Yu Chang. Yeah. No yeah, options. So this guy is a DFA candidate at this point. Yeah, I think it's an easy decision, too. But it... So Yu Chang goes down when? Because all these players may not come at the same time. When, I mean, we'll just say when Newman comes back. So you think Yu Chang and Newman is the switch? Yeah. Okay. Hoy Park, is he's already been optioned this year, so we're already using one of his option years, and he has all three. So it won't affect him as far as his option years goes because we've already used one, and, the, and, it, and it lasts the whole year. Right. Hoy Park's a pretty good candidate to be sent down. Uh, you just talked about Cal Mitchell. Yeah. And how it might be a good time for him. They punch back. Now it would be a good time to take what he's learned. Yep. That's the one thing about Swaggerty that I didn't feel like he got an opportunity to learn something first. Right. And that was my beef with that one. Um, and Kanan Smith and Jigba. Now that's an injury, but he also didn't really get a chance to learn something. Kyle Mitchell's had a handful of at-bats, like enough to say, I know what I need to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, to me... Him and Yu Chang are the easiest ones. And I think Ben Gamble goes, when Ben Gamble comes back up, I think he definitely comes back up. Yeah. And he switches Cal Mitchell. The other two are Bly Madris. If it's not Cal Mitchell, um, the most recent call up, which was similar to the Swaggerty situation. Um, and then Diego Castillo, who I just talked about, the average keeps dipping down. Right. And I think that he could be an option if all of these guys are going to come back. There's only one of these guys that I just named that aren't getting that isn't getting that is not getting sent down. <laughs> I had to get there. Yeah. The guys coming back are Yoshi, Van Meter, Kevin Newman, Tukapita, and Ben Gamble. So if all of those five come back, I just named one, two, three, four. Actually, one, two, three, four. I actually only named five guys. So there might there might even be somebody else. I don't really think so. I think it's all five of the if all five of those guys go, then all five of the these guys come back. Do you know what I mean? Like this is a straight yeah. switch for these five. I don't see anybody else on the list. No. So it'd be Yu Chang, Hoy Park, Castillo, Mitchell, and Bly. Yeah. For Yoshi, Van Meter, Newman. Gamble and Marcano with Marcano being the guy that helps out in the outfield. He's played a lot of outfield. He's played a lot of left field. He definitely mm -hmm. can handle the position. He does it well. But if you have, <clears throat> excuse me, if you have Sawinski, Reynolds, and, and Gamble in the outfield almost every day, then Marcano can spell those guys every once in a while. Yeah. I, I and, and I think, I think this will be, I'm looking at Ben Gamble to get dealt. Mm, so eventually, yeah. And then Bly would come right back up. Depending on performance, sure. It would have to be an outfielder, so it would either be Mitchell or Madris. Mm -hmm. The question is, so Yoshi actually has all three options. He's really? not been in the league long enough. Van Meter has no options. Ben Gamble's a, a vet. He's he's already been in the league long enough that the, the options doesn't apply. Mm-hmm. Kevin Newman has all options. And Tukapita Marcano has two options, this being one of those. So he's already been sent down. Yeah. So I could see Marcano maybe not getting that call up if they wanted to keep the outfielders. If they were saying Yoshi, Van Meter, and Newman are all coming up, well, you've got a, you know, Van Meter who's already going to be playing second base, and he could yeah. even... I don't really know what else. I mean, I know a little bit of first. Maybe does he play third at all? I really don't even know. But I think I think Van Meter doesn't 
I don't know. Which of the five do you think does not return? If any. Hmm. What do I think will or or won't? Or who do I want or both. Not to? Yeah, yeah, well, sure. <laughs> but the whole thing, what do you got? I mean, I'd like to see just, just let Yoshi go, but that's not going to happen. You know, <laughs> we signed him into a contract. Yeah. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see the front office giving up on him yet. I know. I know. They need to. Here's the thing about Yoshi. If when Ben Gamble comes back, he has been taking reps at first. Mm -hmm. So he can help out with the Michael Chavis situation. If he needs a day off, Gamble can play it for a day, but you're going to need those outfielders. Bly Madris played three games at first base. Uh, you know, I think if Gamble's there, I don't really know. I think I did hear Shelton say that that they were going to possibly work him into first base a little bit. Bly? Yeah. Okay. Now I mean, that that's why they that, did I it. Yeah. So then the other thing is Van Meter, who can actually play first base in, in those situations if they need be. So I think that there are situations where – Yoshi can not come back. For sure. I don't see it happening. I think he comes back. Yeah. And I think that he plays first base. And I think that maybe Van Meter doesn't make it back. But I mean, that I, I, that just all depends on what they think. It depends on what they think they have in Tucapita Marcano. Yeah. Because you could send down... Diego Castillo and Tucapita in this scenario and have Van Meter and get to see the at-bats you want to see from Van Meter. Not that me and you want to see, but what Sherrington wants to see and have that depth yeah, and be able to call those guys back up. Where if you let one guy go and you go with those two, you no longer have depth or go with one of those. You know what I mean? Right. But I think when Newman comes back, I think he gets the bulk of playing time at second base. Sure. I just think he does. And at this yeah. point, unless it's Marcano and he's hitting the way that he was, for me right now, before Marcano went down, Marcano is my second baseman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought he was I thought he was playing well. And I think right now, Diego Castillo, I don't know, man. I could see him going down and getting some extra because I because I like him, I could mm -hmm. see them sending him down in favor of one of these guys in order to say, go play every day and get that swing figured out. Yeah. Because we need you. Because I think he's Thanks. shown the, the the plus. And I think he's shown the plus side to be a guy who, who doesn't have to play every day. Right. Who can yeah. come off the bench and be one of those players. Yeah. It's a, you know what people some people don't understand is that you're you're the guy off the bench and you you only play every once in a while or you only play twice a week. Well, I don't really care what your batting average is, and if you're going to show me that you can pop some balls over the fence, then when you're playing, you're you're effective. Mm, you're helping that's us. That's a out. good point. I don't. I uh, yeah, I care a little. I still care a little bit. Like he he's showing a lot of struggle. I think he goes down to play more often in favor of Newman. That's my thing. I think that, that Diego Castillo is the Newman swap. Yeah. And I think Hoy Park is is the Tucapita swap. I think they'll leave Hoy Park and wait for Tucapita. And I say this because it's right-hander, right-hander, left-hander, left-hander. Yeah. I think Yu Chang is the Yoshi move. And I, I think Ben Gamble is the is the Cal Mitchell move. And I and and in that scenario, I see Van Meter as my guy on the outside. And if they're gonna make it be Van Meter, it's gonna be Bly Madris. And those that's the one where I have a hard problem with. But you know what? I had a hard problem with that on opening day. I wanted Madris. They went and got Van Meter. It's the same yeah. stinking situation. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. And dude, we're not even talking about pitching. There's a <laughs> lot of guys with, you know, you got Underwood, you got Peters, you got, um, shoot, I can't even, who else is on this list? Kranich just went, you know, even further out, but right. Peters, Underwood, Zach Thompson. That's the one I wasn't thinking of. 
you've got those three spots. I mean, we're talking three pitchers as well. Yeah. Not to mention, we don't even know who's starting this week yet. Right. So they have a lot of decisions. There's still going to be a lot of moves coming. I don't know how long these rehab assignments are going to be. Some of these guys, if they play well, maybe it prolongs that. I don't. Is there a limit? We need somebody to let us know. Is there a limit on how long a rehab assignment can be? Yeah, we were, we were talking about that the other day, and I meant to look it up and didn't. Yeah. Is there a limit? I, I don't know. After Anthony Bonda a couple outings, I'm looking like Dylan Peters comes back. Bonda's got to go. <laughs> uh, I've seen enough from Cam View to, to see more of it. Yeah. That's our thoughts. That's your thoughts. Do you have anything else on that to add to that, to those guys? I mean, we're just talking about the hitters. Yeah. You mean stay on the hitters? or? Yeah, stay on the hitters. Let's not dive into the pitching, I, I you know, for time's sake here. Yeah, I, I got you. And, and like I said, I think I think what we're saying, what we're talking about here with, say, Cal Mitchell and Diego Castillo, I mean, if if they go back down, hopefully they don't take it in a, in a personal or a bad way. But, I mean, you guys, I mean, they could help us in the future. They could help us you know, within the next few years and take what they, what they know they need to work on now that they've faced major league pitching for a little while. Diego more than Cal, but still. Yeah, I think Cal's Cal's an easy one, and I don't think that that's going to be. I think that's an understood thing. Yeah, that like Gamble comes back. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think that's going to be the kind of the obvious move. Yeah. Um, Diego, I think is a little bit different. I think I I think your point is well made with Diego Castillo because he's been there since opening day, and because he has had recent success at least with the long ball Mm. and you know what i mean like he's he's a confident dude so they're if they're going to him saying we're doing this so that you can play every day and help us down the line i think it is going to be up to him to to receive that yeah um as far as the other guys it's like no literally you're not playing well enough (laughs) yeah with 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 yu chang and hoy park hoy park recently right oh wait he's actually been a bench player stepped in for key brian hit a home run that you know that's actually it's it's actually fine yeah he did throw a make a nice pick and then sky a ball to first base but <laughs> but the idea is that like that's he's been fine off the bench and so you know that's that's kind of an interesting piece Maybe that's the, what did I say? That was the Van Meter one? No, that's the Tucapita one. Because they could decide to say, Hoy Park's going to stick around a little while. We're going to send Tucapita to AAA. Yeah. And because it doesn't matter because they can interchange those guys if things change. I think they could do that. Yeah, that's where I'm at. We're good with that? I'm good with that. What do we got? What do we got here? Let's close this thing out. Before I go over the the schedule for the week, do you have anything to to throw in here? Uh, looking forward. Well, I had this to do with the schedule, but that's all right. Let's do the schedule then, and then you can and then you can do it. But um, before we do that, I just want to say that Fernando Tatis Jr. is in the running for the All Star game, and he hasn't played a single game this season. Not okay, dude. And, and and this is all around. This is all around. The, the pirates have these things right now saying vote bucks. And I'm like, what, who, <laughs> who are we yeah. voting for to go to the all-star game? Right. Because no I mean, Brian Reynolds has not been an all-star this year. No. So who's got, who are you telling me to vote for? I need to know uh, when you compare them to other guys. Right. We do not have an all-star right now. We might have all stars of our team, like oh, he's been really good for us. Yeah, and there's several guys you could talk about that. You know what I mean? Sawinski, Key, Brian, Michael Chavis, and then some pitchers too. But the body of work is not there. We do not have an all star, David Bednar. But you don't vote for pitchers, right? David Bednar is a clear all star. Yeah. Outside of him, I don't think there is one. No. So with that said. I just have a... Tatis shouldn't even be on the ballot. No, he hasn't played. 
He shouldn't even be on the ballot. No. And he won't be eligible, but the fact is his fans are voting for them. Right. And that's goofy. And that they're voting because they're like, oh, he's hurt. You know, he would be there if he wasn't hurt. I don't think so. I think they're voting because they live in San Diego and they're just checking all the Padres. And they're, they're, you know, they're all over the league. People love him. They see him on the ballot. They haven't paid attention to how he's doing, but he's right. a star, so they check his box. Yeah. The problem with that is, is if we had a guy worthy, he'd never get the votes to get in. No. It is well, we, so flawed. There's more people in New York. We, we say that, but Reynolds and Adam Frazier got voted in. Barely. They were not, only because of an injury. Reynolds would not have been in that game if it wasn't for Acuna's injury. Acuna got voted in. He should have been. Yeah. But Frazier got voted in. Did he? Actually, I forget that. Pretty sure he did. Okay. So I do say that, and then that did happen. But but still. But I got a text Sunday on Father's Day. I got a text from a buddy of mine who watches baseball. And has tuned into the podcast before. But he's not a Pirates fan. And he said, who is Jack Sawinski and why is he hitting a bunch of home runs? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, if he had already filled yeah. out his ballot, he wouldn't have written in Jack Sawinski because he probably would have to. Yeah. Because he's probably not on the ballot. I don't actually know because shame on me, I haven't voted once. But yeah. mostly because I think it's dumb. And I talked about this last year. It shouldn't be up to me. Find out who's the best. Put him in the yeah. all-star game. I get yeah. it. Fan vote, all that thing. I think there's a place for fan votes. I think there's some, but I think that ultimately they need to they need to pick the starters. Whoever yeah. is worthy of being there should be there. Yep. That's my soapbox. What do we got this week? We got three against the Nationals in Washington. We do not know who's pitching those games yet. I think Shelton said we don't know who's going tomorrow yet. And the rest of them are to, to be determined as well. So I would say we'd have a bullpen game, but like we don't have the bullpen for that right now. Yeah, no, that's tough on the first game of a series. Yeah, you don't want to go first game of the series. You also, like, because if if you do, who do who has it? DeYoung and Will Crow. Mm -hmm. You don't really have anybody else that's, that's long guys right now with, with Peters and Underwood out. Right. So I I have no clue. Uh, Beatty. Beatty could throw. Okay. Bryce Wilson just pitched today, so it won't be him. <laughs> and Yohore is not stretched out. No. Cody Bolton is gonna have to require a 40 man move. I have no do I have no clue. Anyway, three against the Washington. Nobody knows who's pitching. We should win that series. Should. If you want to be better than one of the worst teams, you win that series. Yep. And then four against the Brewers at home at PNC Park. And now you can say your thing because it sounds like you were looking forward to one of those games. I am. I'm looking forward to that Saturday afternoon Hawaiian shirt game. I am too. Man, that, that shirt looks nice. Yep. I'm I'm into that. I I don't know if I'll make it. We're we're looking at it. There's some things that have to happen mm -hmm. for me to get into town, but you're going either way. I'm going either way. So there you go. If you see Jake out and about, mm -hmm. yell at him. Fireworks Friday night, Sesame Street day, Sunday, whatever. Kids get the, the little plush Elmo. Dollar dog night, dollar sugar dales, man, on Thursday. Yeah. It's a pretty good weekend to go. Yeah. July 4th sure. weekend, they got the 4th off, and then, ooh, the Yankees are coming into town. We'll talk about that next two. week. That would be good. Uh, go Tuesday. Bill Mazeroski bobblehead. There we go. With the gold gloves. I might have. I actually might have a game that Tuesday. I'm not sure yet. And then just a rant. Oh, the rant. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. We're going too far into that. Brewers coming to town. Kutch is coming to town. Mm-hmm. He'll get another standing ovation like he does every time for the first game. We did say we didn't know if we were ever going to be able to go see the Brewers play in Pittsburgh with him wearing that jersey. Mm -hmm. That Hawaiian shirt, though. Uh, I, listen, Katie knows about the Hawaiian shirt. She's like, we can go get that Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Where do I tell her it's the Brewers? Yeah. I wonder if that changes <laughs> her tune a little bit. 
I don't think she. I don't think she realizes because they. You know what I mean. They don't really highlight that. Right. They've been highlighting that Hawaiian shirt, that pineapple shirt, Mm -hmm. best shirt Michael Chavis has ever put on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. That's all I got. You done? Yep, I'm done. Sweet. Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. Go box. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks. <laughs>